What is up? Welcome to episode 12 of Effective on Purpose with Jeff Welch. I am Jeff Welch, your friendly neighborhood performance coach who helps leaders defeat distraction and overcome overwhelm so they can spend the majority of their time, energy, and focus on their most valuable work. And today, I'm talking about the reason no one listens to you. All right, before I jump in, this episode is based on the most recent edition of my weekly email called The Sunday Setup. Each week, I send a bit of inspiration to a growing list of subscribers to help them kick their week off with purpose and intentionality, and I would love to have you join us. Just go to jeffwelch.com slash sundaysetup to subscribe today. I, I don't know if this is obvious, but whenever I do that read, jeffwelch.com slash sundaysetup, oh, it is so hard for me to say. I have to think about it so, so, it is so difficult jeffwelch.com slash Sunday setup. So if I get it right, just know that it's a miracle. It's it's a miracle. All right. So back to the episode. Uh, it, it, I'm going to I'm just going to going to be real honest here. I, I have never winged an episode like I'm about to wing this episode. Uh, I feel like uh, as I wrote this email this week, uh, I, I had a real clear picture of of how I would describe this. And every time that I try to say it out loud, it sounds like I'm saying, here is how you manipulate people and be just a huge, terrible person. And that is not at all what I'm trying to say. So I hope that you are, one, uh, the listener to this podcast is likely to be somebody who is already concerned with not taking advantage of people, with not doing things just so that they can gain at the expense of others, but who recognizes that they need to accomplish certain things and they need to get buy-in from others. And there's a way to do that that is effective and useful and, and helpful to the organization. And there are ways to do that that are harmful to others. And we're not trying to harm others, but, but just hear me out. Um, there is going to be a moment very soon, probably in, in the next 15 minutes, <laughs> where you are going to try to convince someone of something. You want them to, to go to dinner where you want to go. You want them to uh, join you on a project. You want them to support an initiative that you're putting forward. You need someone else to join you, to be on your team, to agree with you, to help you advance something that you think is valuable, okay? The often failed approach that people take when they do this is they think, man, I'm being smart. I'm gonna get all my data together or maybe I'm gonna get all the feeling information, right? Like sometimes you're trying to convince somebody of something using feeling and sometimes you're trying to convince them of something using data and there's a time and place for both of those things. Uh, and so we put those things together and we're, oh, this, I have such a great argument. It, it's impossible that anybody could argue with this, and yet they do, and we're flummoxed. And it's because the argument that we're making makes sense to us. The argument that we're making is designed for us and the things that we care about and the things that are important to us. It's amazing what happens when you take the time to understand the person 
that you are working with, the person that you are talking to, and figure out how to explain it in a way that lines up with the things that make sense to them, the things that they care about, the things that they find interesting, the things that they find valuable. If you want to be more persuasive, if you want to be more influential, if you want to have an opportunity to uh, help people help you, right? Benevolently, but you, you want them to be a part of a great project that you're working on. You know it's going to be fantastic. You're going to have to understand what they want and what they care about and skip the part about all the things that you want. What you want is almost universally irrelevant to other people. I get it. It's the most important thing to me. Well, not what you want. What I want is the most important thing to me. And it's hard for me sometimes to imagine that somebody sees the world in a way that, that I don't see it. That somebody is approaching the world and they care about something that I don't care about. So clearly, the argument I would make, the argument that would resonate most closely with me, must be the best argument. Nope. What I have discovered over and over and over again is that argument falls flat because other people care about different things. And when I take the time to learn about the cares and concerns of the person on the other side of the table, the person that you're trying to collaborate with, even just, so check this out. I am perhaps the pickiest eater that I know. Uh, it, there may be a couple other people who would give me a real run for my money in, in the group of people that I know. But for the most part, I'm the one. I'm the one who's like, nah, I don't like, I don't like any of that. So when we're a part of a group of people who are, are going out to eat, I am trying, at least at some level, to get the greatest opportunity to go to a place that has something I want, right? That has something that's, that's, that's good for me there. I'm not saying, hey, everybody, I don't want to eat anything with flavors, so we can't go anywhere that has flavors. Sorry. Uh, what I'm saying is, can I influence the outcome of this in a way that gives them the opportunity to get the flavors they want, but also has some options that I care about. So there are a handful of restaurants that I love to go to, that my wife loves to go. Now, my wife loves all the flavors. She's going to add flavors to the flavors. She's She's got to have it all. And I'm just trying to simplify. Uh, so we, we frequent certain restaurants that have uh, menu options that afford us both the ability to get something we want, right? Does, does that make sense? I'm not trying to trick somebody. I'm not trying to take advantage of somebody and only get the thing that I want, but I still want to convince them that there's an option that can serve us both well, right? I cannot do that if I don't understand what they care about. If my only argument is I don't, that's got flavor <laughs> and I don't like a place that has flavor, and yet they do like flavor. We there's an incompatibility there. So I have to I have to start to see their side, right? Um, and it is likely that you have projects and you have experiences that are similar to that. There is an ideal outcome for both of you, or at least an outcome that could be ideal for both of you. That you maybe uh, maybe you know what that is, and you're trying to convince them of that, or at the very least, you're trying to open up the discussion so that there's an opportunity for you to both get what you want. And that always starts with understanding. It always starts with being willing to learn about the other person. And some of that happens over time, right? The people you work with, the, the folks in your organization that you are going to be 
uh, working alongside and negotiating with on a regular basis, you have an opportunity to pay attention to what they care about in, in the normal course of your work. Um, if you will open your eyes a little bit and, and see it, it's there every single day. Um, but unfortunately, so much, so many of us are mired in this view of, uh, I know what I want. I've got to work to get what I want. I got to work to protect what I have, this kind of thing. So I hope that you will uh, embrace the idea of saying, uh, Stephen Covey, man, he maybe said it best in, in seven habits uh, of highly effective people. Habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. If you can embrace the idea that a great path to get more of what you want is to learn how to not put that out first, but to say, I really want to understand where this other person is coming from, and then I'll have an opportunity to be understood. Uh, and I'll know better how to be understood because I'll understand uh, more clearly what they care about. So seek first to understand, then to be understood. Now, certainly there are going to be times when um, it is there is an incompatibility. I'm a big Yankee fan, and I have no no belief in and at all that I could go set up a a, uh, a table at uh, Fenway Park in Boston where the Red Sox play uh, and convince them of how great the Yankees are. Mathematically, it's absolutely true. Mathematically, the Yankees have won more championships by a landslide than anyone in the history of the game. Now, I understand recent history has been very different. The last 20 years have been a little bit of a challenge. But historically speaking, there's absolutely no way to compute the data any other way than to say the Yankees are the greatest franchise in baseball history. And yet no one in Boston wants to hear that, right? Because there is a distinct incompatibility. When I understand the person on the other side of the table, when I understand the person uh, who I am trying to work alongside, work with, um, I have the opportunity to determine what is the best way to reach them or... Is it possible to reach them? Are we dealing with a situation and with a, a belief system in which I don't know how to communicate in a way that they will hear me? And I don't, I don't know how to make a Red Sox fan recognize the error of their ways. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know if it's possible. And so when we seek to understand the other person, we're not only learning what are the best ways to ensure that they can hear us when we're asking for the things that we need? But we can also ascertain, is there a compatibility issue that may prevent me from ever being heard? And I think that's really valuable. I think it's really important to be aware of those things. Okay, so seek first to understand, then to be understood. Stop making arguments that make sense to you. Understand the person on the other side of the table and make arguments that make sense to them. That's what they want to hear, okay? That's your best chance to get traction. Understand them. Talk about the things they care about. All right, does that make sense? Okay, that is it from me. If you are a leader who is trying desperately to defeat distraction and overcome overwhelm so you can spend the majority of your time, energy, and focus, and all three of those are limited, can we agree? You want to maximize those things. If you're trying to, to spend those things on your most valuable work, I would absolutely love to have a quick conversation about how I may be able to support you as a coach. Just go to jeffwelch.com slash discovery. See, saying jeffwelch.com slash discovery is far easier than the other one. 
Uh, just go there to learn more and schedule a quick chat with me. See, I've interrupted my own read and I've made it less effective. Just go to jeffwelch.com discovery to learn more and to schedule a quick chat with me. Until next time, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Thanks for playing along. <laughs>